Hi. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you, Biconics wrestling nerds out there. It's going to be an off the wall <laughs> review because Will is tired. I am tired. <laughs> we are high on life and Joe Gacy tonight. How tired am be- I? I am literally drinking a glass of milk. <laughs> it actually looks really it's, good right it's now. It's really good. It's like ice cold. So it's like. See, now, now I'm jelly. I may have to get some <laughs> milk after this now. <laughs> uh, but hello, all you Biconics wrestling nerds out there. And welcome to another weekly rendition of the DDT reviews. Your WWE NXT weekly review team. I am one of your hosts, Mikey. Join with me this week once again is my other half, the work husbando, or one of my two NXT husbandos, Will. And unfortunately, we are still missing Andrew, but he will be back soon. We love you, Andrew. And not to spread his personal business, but congratulations are in yeah. order. If y'all want to know what happened, uh, hit Andrew up. Because <laughs> yep. uh, we believe in not spreading people's yeah. business. But super happy for Andrew. I'm so I'm excited yep. for him. Yep. And, and I'm happy that he shared it with all of us, which is really, really nice. That was very cool. So that was some good stuff to being shared. Uh, so th- with this week's NXT, I, w- I will admit I did enjoy this NXT better than I did last week. Mm-hmm. We will talk about the unfortunate thing that happened during the main event, which was very unfortunate. So kudos to everyone involved yeah. in trying to salvage what was a complete freak accident. But I also have some questions. <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot of good stuff here. There was. I this was an enjoyable episode. It really was. I really had a good time in it. I did too. And I thought this was so much paced better than last week's. Oh my god, was it ever? This one was so better in so many different ways. I mean, truly. This one did not feel like it was going on and on and on. Because it was what an hour thirty, hour thirty-ish. And it didn't feel Yeah. That. No, it didn't. But I was also reminded by both Ilya and Carmelo. It's like roadblock is literally in two weeks. I'm like, oh, my God, how did we get here so fast? Jeez Louise. And then before you know, we'll blink and then we'll be at stand and deliver. Stay tuned because that's going to be early for all of us. (laughs) We're going to have donuts. So that's going to be a good thing. We're all going to get donuts. I may show up in my robe. We'll see what happens. (laughs) But that is the yeah, that is the future. But we are going to focus on the here and now. So let's just jump straight into this week's NXT episode. We open up NXT this week. No entrances, no nothing. But we start off with the NXT North American Championship match. Lexus King versus Obafemi. This is a very quick match. This only went like four and a half minutes. I was very surprised, but also not surprised that that also makes any sense. I agree. This was like, you know, and funny thing is, as I figured this was going to be a short match. Lexus King, I was like, you are not going to survive. <laughs> I was like, Obafemi is just too powerful. Way too powerful. And it's like Lexus King. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I think Lexus King's got some good stuff, but dude, you ran your mouth off at the wrong person. <laughs> I was just like, that man is going to destroy you. And look what happened. <laughs> I'm like, I like Lexus. You have, you have no shot at winning this thing. It will take a prayer and a miracle for you to be Oba. And what I even loved anymore is, is that Lexus thought that he had time to, you know, antagonize Mr. Stone who came out during this match and then go back to the match and then paid for it. Cause Oba Femi powered bombed the heck out of it. But I didn't get the Mr. Stone thing. What was that? It happened so fast. I know. I was just like, I know they have beef because of the last couple of weeks of backstage segments, but it it didn't add anything to the match. Like Mr. Stone didn't cause Lexus the match. He didn't like do anything Hmm. that would make Lexus lose because Lexus lost out of his own accord. Oh, yeah, that was totally on him. Totally. But yeah, I just didn't understand that. I didn't. I mean, 
I know that they've had, they've had beef. I get that, but I don't, but I mean, there was nothing to it. It was literally, he just came out and, <clears throat> and Lexus King kind of went at him and then it, then it was done. <laughs> I was just like, what purpose did that serve? And then I was like, okay, I, whatever. <laughs> I mean, quick match. Obafemi is still your NXT North yep. American champion. We kind of already figured that was going to be the case when we got this match. And now it's last that week. That powerbomb. Jeez but Louise. I was like, that thing that ricocheted through so the television. powerful. When he, he picked Lexus King up like he was nothing. And and that man's he's a he's a big guy. I mean he's a he's a very broad chested kind of barrel chested kind of guy, and but Obafemi literally just picked him up and threw him down. <laughs> it was just like like it was nothing. I'm like this man is so powerful. I don't know who's going to defeat this guy. I mean truly, I'm like who the hell do we have that can defeat him? You know, I honestly don't know. And if I'm going to be honest, I think Oba's holding this title until who knows how long it's going to take for Wes to come back. Because I think Wes will be the only person who can take it off him. Yeah, I agree. So okay. we'll see what happens. We move on from here. We go backstage with JC, Thea, and <laughs> Jacqueline, one of our other Chase You girls. And they recount Thea's disastrous Valentine's Day date. Oh God, I know. I was just like, I was like, girl, I was like, <laughs> and JC's even like, that's not what I meant. You took it to the extreme. <laughs> and then so Ariana Grace is in the background and she's kind of eavesdropping and then she pops in to give her <laughs> advice. And then I'm listening to Ariana. I was like, actually, she's kind of speaking some yeah. facts here. Yeah. And I was like, hold up. Is she turning baby face now? Because this is some face advice. <laughs> I know. She's like, you got to acknowledge it. You have to. I was like, yo, this is great dating advice. I was like, where's Ariana Grace? Like, who is she? What, what happened to the Ariana Grace we've been seeing the last couple of weeks where she's just being annoying, but she's legit trying to help Thea out. I'm like, this is actually great advice. Yeah, I know. And, sl- and JC gets mad and she starts to get a little possessive. Here. I know. That was so funny. Custody of the Thea match. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. But ultimately, this serves up to purpose to not only tell us that the date was a disaster, which we'll talk about later in the evening, because there's one other person that Thea expresses the disappointment of her Valentine's date with, which I actually kind of enjoy. I love that segment. I was like, yo, the women's locker room is therapy for me. (laughs) I'm like watching everybody talk to each other the way they are. Agreed. I loved it. And even more friendship bonding. We get Tatum and Lyra backstage after this with Lyra making sure that Tatum is still okay after getting kicked upside the head from Lola last week. And so she tells Tatum, I need you to stay in the back when I have my match against Shotzi. That is how you can help me. And then Tatum goes into the many different ways that she can help by hitting Shotzi with the baseball bat (laughs) and things like that. This is such an odd couple. I love them so much already. We'll talk more about Lyra later. Speaking of odd couples, we get in-ring segment with the Wolf Dogs. (laughs) So basically, they talk about everything from winning the Dusty Cup to who really carried the team. And they're ready to face some challengers which then allows Chase U to come out and they tell the wolf dogs that they should be the first ones in line to face them. And then Nathan Frazier and Axiom come out and also stake claim because they also have great motives because I was like, Nathan and Axiom kind of should have been number one contenders Mm -hmm. because they have won more matches which then has Ava come out and being the general manager. She is sets up a number one contender match to settle the score. Look, I love the wolf dogs as a tag team. I'm super happy. Me too. I'm so excited to see who, you know, how their tag team yeah. title ring is going to go. Me too. You know, and the funny thing is, is I really kind of hope they hold on to it for a while. I hope so too. I really do because I really love their team, their teaming. I just, it, which, you know, again, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm saying it. 
but it's so good. It's so, it's so frick. It just works. It works and it drives me crazy. And when they were out there talking about, and they were like dissing each other and then it was just like, yeah, you know, it's like, Oh my God, I freaking love you guys now. I just freaking love you guys. And I hate that. <laughs> I hate it so much. Cause I hated them so much. You know, in the beginning, in the I hated them so much. Uh, we're, we're not kind of feeling them. And now yeah. that they're together, I'm like, I'm like, holy geez, where'd this come from? Seriously, we love them both. And this sets up a tag team match later in the evening. So then I actually really like how this played out. So we're backstage. We get a quick interview with Roxanne, how she's a little more feisty now, which then immediately leads into her entrance with her match against Ren Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Ren wanted this match because she got punched in the face by Roxanne last week, yeah. which had my favorite part of all last week was the best part. It's like, did you punch her in the face? You gave Shotzi a title shot? No. Did you or did you not punch Ren in the face? <laughs> yeah, punch her in the face. I love it. That was a great moment between her, her and Ava. That was so good last week. It was so funny. And again, this was also another short match. It was. But it's okay, though. I think, you know, I wasn't upset with it. You know, I and I just like I wasn't really upset with the Obafemi Lexus King Lexus. fight. I mean, it made like, sense. Right. And I think this one did, too. To me, anyway, it did. So I didn't. The shortness of it didn't bug me like I thought it would. Because usually me with either. women's matches, I'm like, no, they need to be longer. But I think this one was perfect. Because it was just one of those I need to prove a point matches, and that's right. what it, and that's what it did. And I and I I really I thought I I don't I don't think that it had to go any longer. So I was no crazy. one interesting thing that I found in this match is that Roxanne goes for her finisher, the Pop Rocks, but then proceeds to go into a cross like like a cross fade like arm like a a crossfade on Ren's face after hitting Pop Rocks, which was like, ooh. Uh I was like, are we going to have this crossface be the new finisher for Roxanne now that she's going heel? I know, right? I was like, she hit Pop Rocks, but then she went into the crossface for the win. I was just like, I love small little details like that. Me too. I do too. I liked that a lot, actually, because when she, she threw Pop Rocks, I was like, okay, that's it. And then she didn't finish. I was like, wait, whoa, what? She's like, I'm going to hurt you now. Tap out. I know, exactly. That's what it was. It's like, bam, and now I'm going to hurt you. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. And then she tapped out, and I was like, wow, way to go, Roxanne. The heel turn is working for me with Roxanne, and I love it so much. Me too. God, it's so good. I love Roxanne Perez anyway, but I love her as a heel, though. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I was just like, this is great. (laughs) Roxanne picks up a win that continues her momentum and her heel turn is still going. So then we get into the first question mark that I had in the show. So we're backstage chilling with metaphor. So Lash Legend has a match later in the evening, which I'm here for Lash getting screen time because I love her. But the four of them are just metaphor is literally just chilling. And then weirdly, the no quarter catch crew come in. This was a very clunky promo. I'm like, somebody forgot some lines. Mm -hmm. Somebody missed their cues because this was very, very clunky. Rough. It was so rough. It was just like, we've got five minutes, guys. Let's run through it one more one time and then let's do it. And it was like, yeah, it was was okay until it was okay until I think until no quarter clutch crew came in and then it got weird. Because it like, you like just, when they came in, everybody and, missed marks. It was <laughs> like, like they were all crowded in. It was like you couldn't see anybody's face because I was like, guys, open up, open up. I need you to open up because like I was like, what is it was happening? so claustrophobic? I was like, this is too crowded. I mean, it was. Like, what is happening? It was so bad. It was. This is probably the worst moment of the night. I think because I literally not was a like, great segment. I was like, what is happening in here right now? And this was t- this was pre-taped too. I Y'all could have did a second take. What is happening? 
<laughs> I agree. I know. It's, come on. You could have seen that that was bad and went, oh, we, we need to do another take, guys. Come on, let's do one more take. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, no. Oh, God, it was so bad. It was, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. It was super clunky, only to get to a point that we could have, like, gotten straight to. Next week, Noam Dar is going to defend the Heritage Cup against one of the four members. We could have easily sent that in an email, in a text exactly. message. Like, like that's... I mean, or they could have just done a video thing. Like, yes. could, you could have had metaphors sitting in there going, blah, 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 blah. And then on the TV, it suddenly pops up with the No Quarter Clutch crew going, hey, we're coming for you, but you don't know which one. You know, it's like... They did not have to do this. It was like, wow, you're right. This is this is totally one of those meetings that could have been an email. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, you could have gotten this point still. You still could have gotten the same point across in a more effective way. And in, in a shorter way, too, because this was like 30 seconds of like Maxine Waters. I need to reclaim my time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, you could have sent it to me in a text. I mean, like, come on. Or even has someone come in with the iPad. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. It was so clunky and, and amateur, actually. And, you know, and the sad thing is, is that usually the metaphors, the metaphor promos are pretty good. But I don't know if this was metaphors fault or if this was no quarter clutch crew's fault. <laughs> it was like. Because no quarter clutch crew kind of they like crowded in there, and it was like it just it just felt way too too many people. I was like, can we or widen the camera angle and spread it out a bit? <laughs> Something I don't know. I was like, if y'all are the locker room, <laughs> like you have space. Like I know it was what is happening. It was so weird. So so weird. thankfully, the next thing kind of washed that taste out of the mouth out of my mouth because this was uh, my match of the night. Mine Josh too. Briggs. Josh Briggs versus Brooks Jensen. Oh, Lord have mercy. God. This match was hard hitting from both sides. Yeah, and it was sad. It was so sad. But in that's the, why in I like that they were fighting yeah. each other. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> and I absolutely agree. It totally, it did. It hit me emotionally. I was just like, wow, man. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like they're brothers and now they're, it's, and then now they're, oh man. And then the end of the match was that, that moment between them was just like, oh man, it, it hit me in the gut. <laughs> my, heart, my poor little heart was going through it this match. So before we get to the emotional bits, as far as the physicality of the match itself, again, these boys were beating the snot out of each other. Yeah. Josh was hitting hard with those discus arm lariats and just overall throwing Brooks around Brooks firing back with some punches and some missile drop kicks. And it took two king. It took two lariats clothesline from hells from Josh in order to keep Brooks down. And even the way that Josh pinned to Brooks was like the saddest thing I ever saw from like, Oh my gosh. Like, and then afterwards, after it was over, like he grabbed him and was hugging him. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, you guys stop fighting. Yeah, I don't. And now I don't know what the resolution to this was. That's the other thing that drives me crazy about it. It was such a good match. But I'm like, I was what, like was, I, what, 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 what am I supposed to take from this? <laughs> I was like, did we did we kind of. So this is how I interpret it. So first, I don't think we're quite done yet. Oh no! I not think at all. this was. I think this was just the launching pad tip of the point. Expert. Tip of the yeah, iceberg. this is the launching pad point for what's about to come down next. Because if we couple this with what we heard from Fallon later in the evening, this is not over. No. But I think this initial match was to set up two different things. One, it continues to make Josh look like a badass as <laughs> to what he's been the last couple of weeks. Right. But more importantly. This was a match for Brooks to prove not to Josh, but to prove to himself well, too yeah. that he can stand on his own two feet, mm -hmm. even if it took lots of hard hits. And I, I had to rewind a couple of times. I think Josh started to bleed at some point during this I match. I think he did too, actually. Because I think he, there was blood coming from his mouth. Of course, Josh is always bleeding. Have you noticed that in almost all of his matches, he bleeds somewhere? I was like, that big <laughs> man is bleeding a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this match was brutal. I mean, this was like, this was truly, and the funny thing about it is this is like 
truly like sibling fighting. You know, this is this felt like brothers fighting each other. Like, you know, I've seen, you know, I had an older brother. We used to fight. And I mean, and it was literally like we tried to kill each other. I mean, it's that's the way it was. And this is that's how this felt. And I think that's why I this was my match of the night because I mean, the physicality in the match itself was brutal. But you and me, Will, we have seen this relationship mm-hmm. like grow from when we started to review NXT together. And then we were here for the split. Now we're here where they're at odds with each other. This had everything that I could possibly want for my weekly wrestling. Yeah. The match itself was really fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like the characters that we got going on for Josh and Brooks. And even though this was like a one, two week build to this match, the story of what we got to has been the most interesting aspects of it to me, mm-hmm. you know, with the last couple of weeks with Brooks looking sad in the background and then Josh throwing him against the locker room wall the mm-hmm. following week and telling him to grow a pair and then to the brawl they had last week and setting up this match, this checked every box for me. And this is why yep. this match is my match of the night. Yep. I loved it so much. Oh, this was my absolute favorite match of the night. Absolute favorite. So good. <laughs> then we go from my match of the night to my favorite segment of the night. <laughs> we go into Silence of the Lambs. I'm just kidding. Or if you want to, Dark Knight Rises too. Yeah. Because literally, we get an opening shot of Joe Gacy still in his wrestling gear from last week and still locked in the straight jacket and still looking all beat up too. And he's behind, like, shout out to shout out to the set designers, to the camera crew for making one of the offices in the NXT building look like a solitary confinement with a padded room. So Joe Gacy's in this padded room. And then we get a brief shot of Dijak with lots of coffee cups and his (laughs) Bailey stick gets thrown onto the table. And literally, I was just waiting for Joe Gacy to do the Anthony Hawkins like with the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What is happening here?" Oh, but he did, but uh, what he did do was pretty damn cool, though. When he oh my breathed gosh. on the glass and then did this the smiley sm- with his nose, that was a twisted smiley face too. When when it, when he blew in it, it looked like it had horns. Yes, I was just <laughs> like, "Okay, this is kind of cool." I even love the quick cameo that we got from our resident NXT lawyer, Luca Cristofino. I was yeah. like, what? What is Crucifino doing here, bro? Like, this is not legal. This is not legal, Dijak. <laughs> and Dijak is like, he broke my law. Well, in the world we live in, this doesn't happen. I need this. T- I need to have another match at Roadblock between these two. And I want to blow off match at stand and deliver if we're going to get these two at stand and deliver. Yeah, I agree. Like, I love the weirdly enough. I love the metaphors that Gacy was using too. It's just like this is a not this is a looping train track. Digest like I'm gonna make this train go off the rails. And then at the end of it too, Joe Gacy's like it's not over and continues to be <laughs> laugh maniacally. And be crazy. <laughs> oh my god, how. I I I told I told you last time. Every single time I see Joe Gacy on my on my television, I love him more. He made me love him more, even more in this segment. I love love this crazy ass character that he's he's created. It is it is so fun and and it's so great cuz it's sort of the the opposite side of the coin of his schism character because you know his schism character was was shady as well but this is like the craziness it's like like pure crazy it's not even like you know oh he's got a mental illness no he's like nuts like like i'm gonna kill you and and eat your skin type of thing i mean it's like weird and I love it. And I love the whole him in a straight jacket. I love that. Di- I love this whole dynamic between him and Dijak, which is so funny how 
these are the that he and Dijak are the two they that these these two they focused on because remember Gacy was like a, he was going after everybody he went after Joe Coffey which was another fun one but this like with Dijak though it's like like they are creating a full on story arc with these two and I am loving it <laughs> just how crazy Dijak is becoming because. Joe Gacy is so crazy. And I'm Again, just like, ah, we are pulling like shades of ac- the actual inspiration for Dijak, which is Sin City. Cause uh, Sin City Sean? was off the wall. Absurd too. This is probably one of my favorite newer stories that we're telling right now, especially because uh-huh. of the campiness of how everything is. I love this so much and I don't care what nobody else says. I don't either. I, y'all can screw off. <laughs> Cause Joe Gacy is like, Amazing. He, this him and this died. He and Dijak are so funny together. They play off each other so well because you know I love that because Dijak's character because of who his character is is such a great contrast to Joe Gacy's character because Joe Joe they're both antagonists. That's what's so great about it. <laughs> it's like and it's just like he grates. And it's like the you know and the more and more that Joe Gacy grates on Dijak, the, the crazier he's becoming because he's becoming obsessed. I mean, he literally like put uh, Gacy in a straight jacket and locked him in a room. I'm like, dude, you're, you're going over the edge. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. This was my favorite segment that we got the whole entire night, but then it kept getting really good because then we get this pre-taped, promo from the barbershop from Carmelo Hayes. And I'm like, this is probably outside of what Carmelo did in the ring immediately on the NXT after vengeance day, when he addressed why he attacked trick. This is the best promo work that Carmelo Hayes has done in his time in NXT. Like this made me sold of when trick inevitably comes back and we get Carmelo and tricks match at stick. We got to have it at stand It'll be stand- we, it will it be. Has to be. It will be. It totally will be. There's no way they're not going to they're not going to put this at stand and deliver cuz stand and deliver is just I mean, yeah, it's the perfect. I this promo had everything, you know, Carmelo recounts, you know, him and Trick's friendship and their relationship and then the turn happens where Carmelo says, I eventually realized that you had to get got before you got me. And then once he was done running through trick, he's just like, and Ilya, don't forget. I don't think I forgot about you. It's just like, now we're back to business. You want to see me face to face, unless it's talking about that NXT championship. I ain't here for it, mm-hmm. but I'll see you. I'll be seeing you soon. And I'm just going to throw this in here because it's a compliment to this because later in the evening, we see Ilya cut his own promo where he berates Carmelo for mm-hmm. betraying trick. And literally we get confirmation. It's just like, you'll get this NXT championship and I'll see you at roadblock. So, but yep. next week meet me face to face. So one, we get the NXT championship match between Carmelo and Ilya at Roadblock, which I'm super here for. And then the second half of this promo kicks in where the lights go red and so do Ilya's contacts. And I'm just like, the Mad Dragon has finally reawakened. Mm -hmm. This is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, I agree. Although I will say that I, I would love for Carmelo to win the title just so Trick can take it from him. That's what uh, I want. <laughs> that is what I want. <laughs> that would be a beautiful, beautiful icing on the cake moment for Trey. <laughs> for him to take the title for Carmelo. Oh, what a beautiful moment that would be. Regardless, I'm super, whether it's for the title or whether it's just right. grudge match, I'm excited for the inevitable trick and Carmelo match because this is what we've been building towards for yep. the whole year. Exactly. And so, yeah, payoff happened. Now it's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Now we're entering the final chapter. So this is going to be so good. I love it when consistency happens and then there's actual payoff. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Which, 
So important in wrestling. Mm. Yep. So we had three back to back to back amazing stuff. And then we get into our a quick match too, which I still enjoyed. Ariana Grace versus JC Jane. What I found very interesting is that Thea is having second thoughts and she's like, I don't know if I want to help us cheat to win. Yeah. But Jacqueline's over here like, uh-uh, we're cheating to help JC win. Yep. But you know what's so funny is this this was a random match. Just because like Ariana was getting yeah. some facts about dating? I was yeah. like, what? And I'm just like, but there was no challenge thrown. You know what I'm saying? It was right. literally like, girls, let's go. And they left, and then all of a Here sudden we, we, we had a match. And I was like, I think we could have handled that a little better. <laughs> I think it was like, because I, I just I don't know. I was like, I would I would love to have had, well, you know what then? You know, you know, Ariana, let's let's settle this in the ring. You know, or something like that. And then, boom. But yeah, I was so, I was like, I I was watching, watching, and then all of a sudden they announced that it was this, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, when, when, when did this happen? I don't understand. Wait, did I miss something? So I had to rewind it. I was like, maybe I looked away, or I was, I went to do something, and I just missed it. But I was like, where was the, the challenge? I, I mean, there was... Because even in the exchange backstage, there wasn't a like a sense of I'm gonna fight you. Yeah, exactly. There was no sense of that. It, to me, it was more like, "Girl, you crazy? Let's go." You know, <laughs> that was it. So and then we I, fast forward. Bam! They have a match. They have like, a match. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, I literally was just like, "Wait, what?" I mean, okay, but like, how did get here? Like, what? I know exactly. That was me. And, you know, I'm for you listeners out there, I'm huge, big into storylines and I, I, it drives me crazy when rant matches happen randomly. Like, Oh, we're just going to throw this match out there. Cause we, we need to put something in this spot. And it's like, well, that's great. And that's fun, but are fine. But can you give me a little something? Can you, I mean like literally like backstage J you know, JC going girl, you know, you butted in and you shouldn't be butting in. So, you know what? I'm, I'm, let, let's, let's settle this in the ring. You and me. Let's see who gives the better advice. You know, that sort of, let, let's fight over Thea, basically. <laughs> it's like, but there wasn't anything like that. It just happened. No. And I, you know, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. It's just, there was no, it was so random. It was just so random. So, so random. we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it as the Chase U boys are going to make their entrance later because. Yep. The the star-crossed lovers storyline is getting out of hand, and I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, me too. I love it. So, but before that, we had two segments. First, another ring. Getting more serious, Tony D'Angelo talking to the family. He talks to Adriana and Stax. You know, Adriana apologizing for losing to Jada, and Stax apologizing for helping the family lose the tag titles. Tony. Cut's probably the most serious I have ever seen him the last couple of weeks. And it gave me an uncomfortable feeling, but like in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. If we're getting a singles run from Tony D'Angelo coming up soon and him being more vicious and being more mobster like, I am here for it because Tony states in this whole thing, he doesn't fault Adriana and Stax for losing, but he wants to take the family in a different direction. It feels like they have forgotten and Tony himself has forgotten why he came to NXT. And it's time to remind the NXT roster of who the true Don of NXT is going to be. And if anyone doesn't fall into line, well, they're about to find out and they can get out. <laughs> so I was just like, I am here for a more serious Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, I'm curious to see where this goes. I'm like, it, singles run for Tony? I'm not I, mad yeah, at no. it. No, me either. I just it was like, oh, what's going to happen to Stax? Um, but, again, we weren't given a whole lot of information to really kind of tell us what's going to happen. Just that they're taking the family in a different direction. And I was like, what does that mean? I mean, are they going to go, like, full heel? Are they going to go, like, full on, like, the Godfather type? You know, <laughs> it's like... So I'm really kind of curious of where this is going to go. I'm really, I'm really excited about where it's going to go, but I'm really kind of like, where, what's happening? What's going to happen? 
Me too. I'm super excited to see where we go with all of this. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good promo. And then before we get into our tag team match, we quickly get backstage interview with Rich Holland. You know, we get information that, you know, Ridge did decimate the Gallows boys with the chair last week, which we saw. And so next week, he's going to address the NXT universe and what's about to go down. I was just like, I'm very interested to see mm-hmm. what happens. And you know, the funny thing is, is like, I'm sorry, but the Gallus boys deserved it. They deserved it. I, you know, I love them because I think they're a great heel group, but they deserve that chair beating they got. I'm sorry. They did. Cause they have just been pounding on him, literally pounding on him every chance they could get. And then he finally turned the tide, which I thought was great. And then just bam, all three of them, bam, bam. And then he hit, I mean, he just wailed on Joe. I was just like, and then until the referees had to come in and take the chair away from him. And, and I'm like, I literally was like, good for you, Ridge. Good for you. They deserved that shit. They really did. You know, and anybody else deserves it too. Cause nobody has come to your aid. Nobody. You should just be like, screw you guys. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was just like, and I would, I'm right by him. I'm right by him. I'm like, absolutely. Nobody came to your rescue and they should shame on them. Nobody did. And you good for you for beating the gallows boys down. I was like, <laughs> so I was like, good for you. And then he's like, well, I'm going to, you know, address this next week. And he's like, you know, she's like, well, I guess, I guess we're done. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you are. I'm <laughs> interested done. to see. I'm very interested to see the next direction for Ridge and where we mm-hmm. go with this whole redemption character arc that he's going Agreed. for. Which then leads us into our number one contender tag team match, Chase U versus Nathan Frazier and Axiom. I thought this was a fun match, though I kind of wanted more, though. I was expecting more from these four. I agree. Specifically from Chase U, because Nathan and Axiom kind of carried the Chase U boys through this match. This, the outcome of this match was surprising. I mean, truly. It was, I, I felt it was very surprising. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, in the storyline, but I don't know. I mean, because I think Axiom and Nathan Frazier are better wrestlers than Andre and Duke. I think Duke's a really good wrestler. I think Andre's a little doughy in the middle. But um, but I, I found it so... I found it very weird that chase you won this i kind of also find it weird that chase you won too i know the crowd loves them oh yeah but if we're looking if we're looking at the last month or two nathan and axiom have kind of had more wins than chase you yeah and i'm just like i'm hmm so i don't know where we're going (laughs) what i'm hoping is is that chase you ends up being the wolf dog's opponent at roadblock and I will be more okay with Nathan and Axiom losing if that means that I don't know how we would build it out because we're going to talk about because another tag team has entered the chat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but who? listen, give me a triple threat. At, give me a triple yeah. threat at Stand and Deliver between Nathan Axiom, who we're about to talk about in a little bit, and the Wolf Dogs at Stand and Deliver because I would be here for that. Mm-hmm. So Chase U picks up the victory. After a really fun back and forth between Nathan and Andre trying to pin each other. And then out of nowhere, the OC slash the Good Brothers come out from main roster on SmackDown and attack and lay out both Chase U and Nathan Frazier and Axiom. So we have a new tag team in the division. Oh, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Which actually I'm okay with, with the family kind of like, not really going to be in the tag team scene for a little bit. And then with news reports that I believe Idris Anofe is injured too. So Malik and him are going to be out of the tag team division for a hot minute. We need another tag team because like we're running out of tag teams right now. I'm very surprised to see once again, main roster stars in NXT 
But if I'm going to be completely honest, I think the Good Brothers are going to be okay in NXT because they're not really doing anything on SmackDown right now, which is a shame because they are good wrestlers. But yeah, they're also really big dudes too. <laughs> and I thought Duke Hudson was bits, but oh boy, Luke Gallows is really, really tall and really, really beefy boy. Yeah, he is. You know, I, you know, my feelings about main roster people coming down, you know, and I know we need, we needed somebody to fill in the gaps. I get it. My big thing is, and I'm here for them. I liked them. I thought they were fun. And then they had that little, that little outside bit later on. So ridiculous. I love them. And they're great. Oh, I love, they, they totally sold me. I was like, yeah, I like these guys. And, but my big, you know, my big beef is, is like they come down and they just win everything. And it's like, and sometimes it's just, it just defeats what's happening in NXT with our new people coming in and, you know, learning the thing. And, and then all of a sudden the, these main rosters people come in and just beat everybody down. And I'm just like, really, you know, if they're going to be here for a while, then they need to lose some too. I'm sorry, but they do. You know, come in and whoop some ass and then get your ass kicked. I mean, then I'll be then I will be on board 100 percent. I absolutely will. I just I hate, hate when they bring in main rosters into NXT and they literally like win every match. You know, and then it's they win every match against some teams that they shouldn't have won against. You know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird. I just, I guess I'm just weird that way. I don't know. <laughs> no, I could, I see where you're coming from. And the Good Brothers are at least going to be here for the next couple of weeks. Right. So we'll see what, how they add to the roster. And only time will tell if. But again, you know, I love, I love them. I think they're great. They're hilarious. I love mm-hmm. them so much. They're so not serious about themselves. Which is that's great. what. Which I love. I was like, you you both are so big and you're both intimidating figures with all these tattoos. But you're silly as hell. I was like, you're like the uncles. Like yeah. you're the you're the uncle and his friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> his roommate. His roommate. <laughs> I was just like, you look intimidating, but you are some of the funniest people on the planet. I love them so much. Their parking lot interview was so oh funny. Oh my God, that was so fire. Oh, there's, they were so me. ridiculous in yeah, that interview. Were. I loved it so much. It was hilarious. Right. So we already talked about Ilya's promo. We're going to get a face to face between him and Carmelo next week. And then this is where my little heart also exploded again, too, because Thea's backstage in the women in the lock NXT women's locker room and she happens to be with Fallon who's going through her own turmoil right now watching Josh and Brooks fight her people who she considers her brothers and then she hears Thea out and Thea looked like she was about to cry in this segment she's like I don't know what to do <laughs> I was like I was I was here for both of them I was like you guys can't make me feel things while I'm watching wrestling how dare you I know right but this was really sweet. Fallon's like, hey, let's go get some coffee and talk about it. I was so, so happy in this little segment. I was like, I like it when our women are fighting in the ring, but I also love the camaraderie that these stories are telling with these women's wrestlers. I is a beautiful thing for sure. Oh, yeah. This was a this was a neat little moment between. How dare you between, make me feel things? I know. <laughs> Like I, I come to watch people fight, not to feel things. I know. Damn you, damn you, NXT. So from this nice little heartwarming segment, we get another women's match. This is Lash Legend versus Kalani Jordan. Look, we know Kalani's really great, but I'm gonna say this: Lash looked really good in this match too. Like I think oh, yeah. this, she is. She has improved so much and she looks so much more smoother in the ring with her ring work, mm-hmm. which was which is really nice to see because it's really hard for not just any tall women's wrestlers, but just tall wrestlers in general. And especially when you're built a little bit differently than your other constituents, because Lash is not a small girl. She's very curvy and she's very tall. 
which means she has a lot of power. But these powerful wrestlers sometimes need to rein it in because they are way too powerful for their own good sometimes. But I feel that Kalani was a really good opponent to balance out this one for Lash. And I'm not mad that Lash picked up the victory here. No, me either. Uh, I liked, I liked, I like both of these women anyway, though. And I, any chance I get to see Kalani fight, I'm like, yay. Um, but yeah, I was totally, I was totally wanted Lash to win this. I was like, you know, cause she hasn't really won anything. She's fought a lot. I mean, we've actually here recently, we've been seeing her fight a lot. But has never picked up an actual win, and this was this was great to see. I was I really love this moment. I really love this fight, and I love the fact that that Lash won. I, I was very very thrilled that she won. I know I'm so happy that she won, and I like what happened afterwards too because now we're finally getting the starting point of what started at Vengeance Day because Kiana James and Izzy Dane come out to try to take out Kalani Jordan, but Kalani outsmarted them and was able to escape the ring. And I appreciate, I was like, yes, we have a baby face that is actually smart and is not the doy dummy mm-hmm. baby face that they play. It's like, let's all be front. No, they're trying to kill you, girl. You need to get out of there. Get out of there quick. <laughs> and then she's just smiling at him too. That's what was so great about it. She was like, Mm-mm, no, you're not going to get me. It's I'm not going to be that easy. Not stupid. <laughs> Which is why I am super happy that we're finally pulling the trigger on what got set up at Vengeance Day with these two trying to go after Kalani because according to Izzy and and Kiana, Kalani's at the top of the women's division and is kind of like pseudo the number one next in line to go up for the NXT Women's Championship. Mm -hmm. And she's the future of NXT. So I'm excited to see where this goes. We talked about the parking lot interview with the Good Brothers. They are hilarious. They are out of pocket, but like in the best way possible. We get the bumpers for what's going to happen next week. All right. So now we got to talk about our main event because I want to first state by this. I am going to give this a lot of grace because everybody involved did a good job trying to salvage a freak accident. But for the first half of this, and I think what sucks even more is, is that what we got before the injury was really stellar. Oh, it was so, great. <laughs> what, this started out for the NXT Women's Championship, Shotzi versus Lyra Valkyria. And prior to Shotzi hurting herself, this match was, it was really great. Mm-hmm. Everything before the injury, this was good. Shotzi looked like a badass. I love that. I never get tired of her riding in with the tank. I love the tank. God, I love that. <laughs> I love her whole wrestling aesthetic. Like the blue looked really nice. The blue lace, like against the black leather of her ring outfit. Yep. Like so good. Lyra was great. I, I love, she reminds me of tank girl. Like the movie tank girl. She, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly who she reminds, reminds me of every time, every time I see her, but Oh my God. Okay, I it, I got I got to jump. I got to talk about it. Is the injury? Oh my god! I saw it when you see it happen. That's what's so. That was what and was it was so, just a routine move too. Like yeah, she jump. So Shotzi jumps off to kind of like ricochet Lyra off of the middle ropes. But as soon as we land, if everyone's paying close attention, you see, you see the, that you knee. see that knee go. Oh my god! It was so painful. <laughs> it was, it so, was so hard to watch and, and you know, so the thing that uh, that broke my heart about it is that lyra was like down and she was doing her thing like everything was the way it was supposed to be and turns around and it's like and then oh, it's like oh shit and then you, you see can her. see that there's a moment when lyra's face is like yeah. oh dang uh-huh it's like uh-oh and then she goes over after she because they got her up the first time and then she went back down because the pain was so bad and then that's when lyra was like oh Oh shit, this is like so, legit. <laughs> yeah, and so then she's waiting in the ring with the ref to see what happens. So before we get into what ended the show, mm. so some update on this because Shotzi tweeted this out. Mm. So that injury, Shotzi tore her ACL. Wow. And for anybody who knows about it, and I see some people like not be like super critical, but they're generally curious and like, 
what happened? I was like, because the misconception is, is that tearing an ACL, you have to be doing something super extraneous like that. And I want to blanket this statement with me not being sexist. This is from research and from doctors. Just because the anatomical structure of women in general is a lot different than men, because men's bodies are physiologically built to you know, tolerate more pressure onto the muscles and to the tendons and ligaments, whereas women's necessarily aren't. And it's not a sexist statement. I am saying that this is research and doctors have said this over hundreds, like for the last couple of 40, 50 years. So this is physiologically based. So this is not being me being sexist for the third time. because I want to <laughs> make that clear. <laughs> Listen, I have to reiterate this. I don't know how many times will because there are going to be people on the internet that are going to take it out of context and then we're going to get canceled for it. So we got I got to do my best to not get us canceled. That's fair. But um, you're good. Shotzi tore her ACL. Mm. She said she's going to be out for about eight to nine months, which means Shotzi is pretty much out the whole entire to 2024. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, damn, we just got we just that. got you. I know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm like, damn it, man. I know. I was so bummed. I was so I, when I read that tweet, I was like, dang. All right. Well, you got to get better, girl. <laughs> I'm hoping so too. And it was so unfortunate because this was pre-taped last week. So this injury happened last week, which then prompted a lot of changes on. Last week's SmackDown and me and the professor and Minnie covered it because Shotzi was supposed to ha have a match against Tiffany to qualify for the women's elimination chamber. But because of the injury, Sh Shotzi was no longer medically cleared. So everyone's matches got switched around. Ah, So I was just like, damn it, man. <laughs> so we cut to commercial. And when we come back, Ava is in... You know, she comes out and she says, due to Shotzi's injury, we can no longer continue with the scheduled match. She thanks everyone for being patient. So now this is going to be an open challenge. So whichever woman answers it first will come out to face Lyra because they promised yeah. an NXT women's match. And they're going to fulfill it despite the injury. So this is where my respect for Lash goes up because she answers this open challenge. And so she jumps straight into Lyra. And again, Lash looked really good against Lyra here in this part, too. Mm hmm. Oh, no, this was great. I didn't know who was going to come out of there until, and then Lash did. I was like, oh, that's great. That it makes total sense. It makes total sense. And I was it was like, so La good. It actually was really good. Lash looked really great. Lyra looked really great. Obviously, this match went like six or seven minutes, so it wasn't too long because I think the match with Shotzi, had she not got hurt, would have went like 15 minutes maybe. But Lash held her own, but ultimately, her and Lyra did really awesome in kind mm -hmm. of just doing everything on the fly and just calling it as they went along. Mm -hmm. But ultimately... Lyra picks up the win here and is still your NXT Women's Champion as NXT goes off the air for this week. Yep. So very unfortunate circumstances, but I'm super happy that we still got a NXT Women's Championship match. And Lash Legend was MVP this episode. Yep. She had a fun match against Kalani. And her and Lyra did a good job piecing yep. together a pretty good match given the circumstances. Yep. Agreed. All right, William. William. <laughs> it's like, will William okay. come to the principal's office, please? I know, right? All right, Will. So, as always, we got to rate this week's NXT episode. So, how would you rate this episode from Tuesday, February 20th, 2024? Um, I actually gave this an eight. I gave it an eight. The reason I gave it an eight because, well, there were some moments that were kind of like, what's going on? Why did that happen? Some story weirdness. I thought the episode pacing wise was great. The matches for the most part were great. You know, we got our awesome match of the night, which was, you know, uh, Jensen and Briggs, uh, which was just, which just set it 
truly that and the Joe Gacy stuff kind of put me at eight, you know, <laughs> it's like truly. Um, and then of course, you know, the, the main event with Lash legend and shots, you know, you know, and the whole Shotzi injury was just horrible. And, uh, but I love how they kind of, but I love how they kept it going. They didn't just say, Oh, we're going to stop there. You know, uh, someone will have to challenge Lyra, Lyra later. I love that it was literally nope. Let's keep it going. You know, let's we we promised a women's championship match, so let's 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 make it happen. And I and I love that. And I thought so. I thought that you know even among injury, they still maintain to keep the episode flowing. Like even in all of that, when that was happening, the it, it the flow didn't stop. It the pacing of it was was dead on. It was great. So I gave it an eight. I agree with you. I'm going to give this an eight as well for very similar reasons as you stated. I think there was a lot of things that made me scratch my head. Like, how do we get here? Are we sure? Okay. But honestly, what really pushed it over for me was the trilogy that was Riggs and Jensen going into the Joe Gacy digest stuff, going into the Carmelo promo, which I think is some of his best mic work, even if it was pre-tape, like, Mm-hmm. This is what I've been waiting for Carmelo for the longest time is, is that him being a face is cool, but he works so much better as a heel and he's just reveling in it, which I love seeing. So I also give this an eight out of 10. So we made it to another end of NXT review. Will it's crazy. <laughs> so let me put it this in perspective. So even though we got to go, so I'm going to do housekeeping in a little bit, but <laughs> net. Next week's review is the go home show before roadblock. So next week, we're probably going to get all the matches that are happening on roadblock, which is in two weeks. Oh my gosh. It just seemed like yesterday we were just about to start Mm -hmm. vengeance day. And now once we get past roadblock, will we only have a couple weeks until stand and deliver, which woo. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see what we get from there, but We will be reviewing the Go Home Show next week before Roadblock. If you enjoy what we do here, you can check out all the other reviews we got on the Biconics YouTube channel. You can follow us all over the social medias at BC WrestlePod. If you can't commit to watching our beautiful faces on a weekly basis, make sure to take us with you on the go because let our voices carry you through the day because we have audio versions of all our reviews now which is really, really fun. And I've gotten some people messaging me be like, yo, I appreciate that you guys have audio versions. You know, I work a lot, so I can't necessarily sit down and watch videos, but I can still keep up with you guys by listening to the podcast, which is really, really nice to hear. And then, of course, if you're going to be in the New Jersey area, we uh, the Biconics are going to make their first wrestling convention appearance. We are going to be at New Jersey Wrestle, the wrestling show which is saturday may 18th sunday may 19th the biconics boys are going to have a table there so stop by say hi talk to us we want to have a conversation with you it's going to be such a good thing i'm super excited and uh, i'm excited to meet some of you more importantly though i'm excited to see if we can meet any of the wrestlers and i I want i want to be a fanboy and take pictures (laughs) like oh my goodness and then report back to everybody else But me and Will are going to get on out of here. So from myself, Will, our lovely co-host, Andrew, who is not here, but will be back very soon. And the rest of the Biconics, boys. Remember, take care of yourself, love one another. And as always, stay Biconic, all you guys, gals, non-binary pals, he, she's, they's, and gays of the internet. We will see you next week for the Go Home Show. But until then, ta-ta for now. And we're going to talk a little bit so the editing makes it easier while I go over here to stop. And Thank you so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time.